her. And this Sunday, we're going to be talking about a woman that uh, we're actually not given her name. Uh, but yet, uh, Jesus, as he was walking this earth, uh, all the men, like, like Diamond was sharing, all the, the disciples and Peter, uh, many times he was like, oh, you of little faith, where's your faith? But yet it took a woman to be the first one that Jesus looked in the eyes and said, great is your faith, your fierce faith. And we're going to learn about her this morning. Matthew chapter 15, verse 21 it says, leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and a Canaanite woman from the vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly day and night. And yet Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came with him and urged him, send her away, Jesus, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, Jesus did, to the woman, uh, honey, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. But the woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she cried. And then Jesus replied a second time, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, you're right. But even the dogs get to eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And then Jesus looked to her and said, woman, you have fierce, great faith, and your request is granted. And her daughter, at that moment, was healed. The uh, title of the message I want to share this morning, I'm going to call it, Let It Go. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning, Lord. And God, I just pray that through this message, you will help me to be able to articulate this story, be able to impart fierce faith into everyone that is listening, everyone that has a heart open to be able to receive from you today. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Everybody says, amen. Does anybody know some, someone who is easily offended? Anybody? Don't point at them because they'll get Offended, that's right. I, I think uh, a lot of us, we know people who are easily offended. And at some level, at some way, we are easily offended. I could be the worst culprit of this. I could be easily offended. Uh, I knew I was going to talk on this. And it didn't take me in diamond long to come up with an example of when Pastor Isaac was offended. And it happened a, a couple months ago, uh, sitting on the front row, we got Ron Betlow. What's up, Ron? Raise your hand. Ron Betlow. Uh, Ron Betlow has a timeshare in Cancun. And uh, he hooked Pastor Isaac and Pastor, he really loves his pastors. Just so you know, you got the uh, uh, Church Member of the Year Award, Ron, last year. That was all you. And so he, they blessed us, sent us to Cancun. And, and uh, Ron was telling us that this place, you can eat wherever you want. It's all-inclusive. You've never been to one of those before, all-inclusive. It's fabulous. You don't have to carry your wallet around. You just show up and, and, and eat and enjoy yourself. And so Ron was telling us about this great Italian restaurant on the resort. And Ron said, but this is the thing. You have to make sure, Isaac, you wear long pants. Because if you do not wear long pants, they will not allow you to eat in this restaurant. 
And so I was sure, as even we're going to Cancun, this beautiful place, it's 85 degrees, I packed my nice, long dress pants. And so uh, me and Diamond, we are looking fly this evening. I make sure that I am dressed to the T. I got, I got my long pants on. I got a fresh shirt on. I got my hair. I got a nice tan going, praying that I will get lucky tonight. We got mom watching the kids for us. We brought mom, our, our built-in babysitter. No, she's much, much more than that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that not good? Uh, but she was watching the kids that, that night. And so this was Diamond and I's night to be able to, uh, we're not allowed to get offended at this sermon. Uh, and, and so we're, we go to this exclusive Italian restaurant and we climb up uh, uh, almost like this mountain to get there. All these restaurants are, are kind of so far away from where our hotel room was. And so we walk into the Italian restaurant and uh, we get in our seat and the food looks fabulous. I'm opening up the menu. It's amazing. And the manager comes over to me. And the manager comes over and looks at me and, and says, uh, sir, we're going to have to ask you to leave. And I said, excuse me? He says, yes, you're, you're in violation of uh, rule whatever. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I got my long pants on, bro. Uh, what, what are you talking about? I make sure to bring them. And he says, no, uh, but you're, you're, you're wearing um, open-toed shoes. And I'm like, what are you, open-toed, everybody, I'm looking around, my wife's wearing flip-flops, I'm wearing flip-flops, all these other people are wearing flip-flops, but he says, but, but sir, men are not allowed to wear flip-flops. I'm like, that is sexist. All these other people are allowed to wear, I, I want to be able to wear flip-flops. I said, this is what I'll tell you I'll do. I'll make sure to keep my feet directly under this table so my feet do not offend anybody in this restaurant. And he looked at me and said, sorry, sorry sir, you're, you're going to have to leave. I said, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay right here. And I was not told that you had, had to wear closed-toed shoes and that, that he got another guy. And then finally, Diamond says, you are embarrassing me. Go back to the room and change your shoes. So I, I, that was the longest, most annoyed, ticked off walk of my life down the mountain. I, I am just like saying, what am I going to do to get this guy back? I, I'm, I'm walking there and, and, and I, I'm not praying whatsoever, just so you know. Uh, and I'm fuming. I'm a victim here. I've been offended. And so I get in my room and I get my, my, my dirty tennis shoes and I untie them and I roll my pants legs up to my calf, and I come strolling back in that restaurant. I said, I got my shoes on, man. Can I eat my dinner now? And Diamond looked at me and said, you are getting nothing tonight because you are embarrassing me, but I was offended. You ever been offended like that before? Maybe you act much more courteous than Pastor Isaac, but I, I, I was, and, and honey, I'm sorry about that, by the way. But we live in one of the most easily offended ages of all time, don't we? Where everybody is offended at everything. That it is like not, uh, uh, it is like our constitutional right to be offended. I am offended. Uh, even the, the definition, I love this, the urban definition of an offense is, is this. Anything, literally anything these days I love that. That is so accurate. I mean, Christians are offended. Atheists are offended. Uh, vegans are offended. I, I, was, I was shocked when I was forwarded an article, um, and it was a petition signed by over one million people to remove meat-based meat metaphors. That the phrase, to bring home the bacon, has to go and be replaced by a more health-conscious phrase, such as bring home the broccoli. 
Other uh, animal rights activists have started petitions to get rid of phrases which they believe encourage animal cruelty, such as you're beating a dead horse, or you could kill two birds with one stone. They had a petition to remove them and replace them with less offensive phrases, such as you're feeding a fed horse and you can feed two birds with one scone. That's, a, that, that, that's legit. People, one million people signed that. And, and you shake your head, oh my gosh. But Christians, we are the worst, especially around Christmas time. Like, you better not say happy holidays to me at that store. It's Merry Christmas, bro. Don't you say that happy holiday stuff up in here. I mean, we could be the craziest people, even worse than the animal activists. Uh, in fact, uh, this past Christmas, uh, we were at the Paramount Theater, and we had an, an amazing service. Hey, who was at the Paramount Theater this Christmas? Wasn't that amazing? We got to, we got to preach Jesus, and, and uh, we, we put a lot of the pictures of the event up on our, our social media page, and the Asbury Park Press covered it, and we had Batman there, we had Santa Claus, we had Olaf, and, and then uh, we, we put, put some of those pictures up on our page, and, and then we, we had a, a, a great, awesome Christian woman, or a man, I'm not sure, um, said, said to us, uh, I didn't see anyone dressed like Mary and Joseph with the baby. Perhaps I missed that picture. You know the real reason for the season, don't you, Shore Christian Church? Come on! A picture of Olaf is going to take the Christmas spirit out of you. But we are all just as bad in so many ways. We could be offended over the littlest things. Uh, I, I remember it was uh, a couple years ago, uh, I was uh, supposed to do a wedding, and uh, I got a call uh, that they no longer wanted me to officiate the wedding. And the reason was they, they wanted a more professional pastor. I was offended. How a professional, come on. I don't look like a professional pastor to you. I, I mean, but how easily can we get offended at things? Whether it's a, an, an insult, whether it's uh, somebody looking over us. But, but a lot of times, I think the reason we could get so offended is because we are constantly looking for an offense. And if you are looking for an offense, then you will always find what you are looking for. But when you are offended, it will never increase and grow your relationship with God. It will never bring you closer to any goal that you set out in life. It'll never bring you closer to a breakthrough. An offense will never grow you. In fact, I believe I wrote this down, is that your life is too short and your calling is too great to be offended by something so small. And that was for Pastor Isaac, is that we have such a great calling on our life, and it is so big that we have to let go of all these offenses that we allow in our life, because if you are a human being, it is guaranteed that an offense is going to come your way. Jesus said in Luke chapter 17, verse 1, he said, it is impossible, the God of the impossible said that it is impossible for you to live a life and not have an offense come your way. In fact, I would reckon that it will come your way on every day that ends in Y. Every single day is an opportunity to be offended. Every single moment is an opportunity that you will have to hold a grudge towards somebody else. But this is what I've learned is that an offense will come no matter what. But it is your choice whether or not you get offended. Let me put it like this. 
An offense is an event. But to be offended, that's your choice, sir. That's your choice, honey. Is that you, you cannot control what comes your way. But you can always control whether or not you allow it to turn into offense in your life. A lot of times the, the world will associate being fierce as somebody you don't want to mess with. Don't mess with them. Don't say anything to them. They'll, they'll snap off on you. They'll, they'll get in your face. But I, I believe what this scripture is showing us, that real fierce faith is someone that is able to not allow an offense to stick to them, not allow an offense to allow that to be carried in their life. Your offendability is an indication of your maturity. If you easily get offended, then you are not very mature whatsoever. Fierce faith is able to take an offense or a hurt and build a bridge and get over it. Offense may create a wall, but fierce faith will build a bridge to get up over that wall. And whoever you have a relationship with, that person sitting next to you, that person at home, they will offend you. And if you ever have a relationship with Jesus, guess what? Jesus will certainly offend you. Well, why do you say that, Pastor Isaac? Because Jesus is the way, the, the truth, and the life. And nothing offends you more than the truth. That's right. That's right. And to help illustrate that, I have a, a quick video clip from one of my uh, favorite uh, sitcom series. <laughs> the truth can be offensive, can it? Uh, I heard uh, one of my favorite pastors, T.D. Jakes, put it like this. Jesus is like spandex, toddlers, and drunk people. He'll give you the truth whether you like it or not. Some of you get it, you get it tomorrow. When, you know. But the, the truth, man, the truth can be offensive. And Jesus will offend you. Other people will offend you. And sometimes it'll be Jesus and other people offending you all at the same time. So what are you going to do? How are you going to respond to an offense? Uh, we see that so clearly in this text that I read in the very beginning in Matthew chapter 15. Uh, we have the, the story of a Canaanite woman. Uh, this, this Canaanite woman, she has a crisis in her life. Her, her daughter is, is being possessed by, by evil spirits. The, the daughter is, is being a, a, a totally uh, controlled and she can't sleep and she's going into tantrums and the mother doesn't know what to do. She's tried everything. She's gone to other uh, avenues to be able to see her daughter delivered but now this Canaanite woman is at her last end and she has nowhere else to turn but Jesus. And, and Jesus is a Jewish man and he has a whole group of disciples that are Jewish men. And, and at this time, this is, this is not a group of people that mixes with Canaanites. Canaanites and Jews do not mix. They've been at odds for centuries. This, this, is, this is like prejudice. They, they, don't, they don't talk. They don't do business together. They don't go to parties together. They don't work together. They don't support each other's businesses. They never talk to each other. And yet this woman walks into a circle that she is not welcomed in. And this woman had fierce faith to go into a circle where she knew that, that she was going to be looked at weird. And she knew that, but she was desperate. You ever been so desperate you take some risks? You ever been so desperate that you're willing to walk into a room where you know people don't like you because 
Maybe your check's in there or, or there's an opportunity for you in there and, and you just have to walk in front of those people. And, and this woman, she, she did that. Why? Because it was her kids. Man, we will do crazy things for our kids. I mean, if you mess with me, that's one thing. Uh, if, you, if you mess with, with my car, if you mess with my job, that's one thing. But if you mess with my kids, that is a whole nother level. That's an HNL, baby, because you do not mess with my kids. Uh, my daughter, Lily, she came home from school, I think it was on Wednesday, and uh, she was, she was in, in tears. She was crying, and, and uh, me, me and Diamond were talking to her, and she's, she's obviously uh, upset. And uh, she's telling us that, that there was uh, a, another girl on the playground uh, that did not want to be friends with her. And Lily said, I wanted to be friends with her, and I was, I was so nice to her. And we were, we're reading this children's book uh, about women of faith uh, to go along with the series. And she's like, I just wanted to be kind like Esther. I wanted to, my superpower of kindness to be able to, to, to have a friendship with this girl. And she was mean to me, and she flipped her hair in my face. And, and I was getting enraged. I was like, I will meet that girl on the playground and dropkick her. You do not mess with Lily. It'll make parents do crazy stuff. Any parents, you know what I'm talking about. Like, you just don't act rational when it is your kids, and you will go above and beyond to protect your kids, and you don't care who you offend. You don't care what you do. You're messing with my kids, and the devil was messing with her daughter, and, and this made her do something irrational. It made her so desperate that she heard this man, Jesus, might be able to deliver on a miracle that nobody else could. And so she comes to Jesus, and she says, I don't care who's rolling their eyes at me. You can suck your teeth all you want, Peter. I am going to get to Jesus. And she comes to Jesus, and, and when she comes to Jesus, this is what it, it said. She falls at his feet and says, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. I mean, th this is amazing, this, the determination of this woman to cross racial boundaries, to, to, to not be afraid of what other people may think, but I need a miracle. I'm willing to risk it all to get to Jesus. What are you willing to risk to get to Jesus? This woman was willing to risk everything, and, and she, she does this in the middle of, of, of a group of people that don't like her, and she falls at the feet of Jesus and says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And you would think that would get a response from Jesus. You want to know what Jesus did, Joy? So Jesus did this. So you guys want, want, want to go get pita bread for lunch? Or do you want to go over to Panera Bread? Maybe get that broccoli and cheddar soup, guys? He, he ignored her. Didn't say one word back to her. Here's this woman. Her, her daughter is possessed. You, uh, I wonder if you ever try that with, with, with Pastor Isaac. You come to Pastor Isaac, my daughter, I need prayer right now. Oh my God. And I just ignore you. How's that going to make you feel, Dottie? Not so good. Ever deal with the offense of being ignored? Oh man, that one. That one hurts. When, when you expect that other people are going to be able to respond to your crisis and help you and pray for you. And, and yet you're crying out, you're texting, you're calling, and, and you see the little bubble show up on the text message, but then no text comes through. And you know that they read the text and they started writing something, but then they stopped. And for some reason, they're just ignoring you. And you know that they saw the text. Anyone have this problem ever in their life? Yeah, it's annoying, right? The offense of being ignored. Sometimes I feel like the offense of being ignored can be even more detrimental than being rejected because at least when I'm rejected, I know where I stand. But, but being ignored, man, that could, that could really frustrate you. 
I, I know that even in, in little areas, this can be very frustrating. Uh, uh, even if you ever go to, you know, a restaurant and, and you're, you're just waiting. Like the, the other day, we were going to a, a restaurant and, and I had my, you know, the, I had Dewey in my arms and I got the two kids with me and I'm, I'm trying to get the, the hostess to, to seat us and the hostess gives me the, I'll be with you in one moment. And she's on the phone and I could tell it's a personal phone call. She's talking to like her boyfriend or something about the, the plans for that, that evening's dinner and I'm starving. This is after church. I just preached three sermons. I am hungry, not for spiritual food, but for physical food. I, I, want, I want the salad bar. I want a hot dog. I want some, I'm starving. I'll take anything. And she's on a personal phone call. I'm sitting there holding Dewey, this 50 pound, you know, these, these seat things are no joke, people. Like that, that's how I get my workouts in is carrying Dewey. And she's on a personal phone call and I wanted to go off on her, but I realized I just got out of church and my, my jacket says Shore Christian Church on it. So I decided to restrain myself. But man, being ignored is not fun. And that's at a restaurant with a hostess. Imagine if it's somebody you love. Imagine if it's somebody you're crying out to. And she's offended. Most of us, myself included, I'll go find another restaurant. I'm out of here, Jesus. If you're, if you're not even going to give me the time of day, then you know what? I'll, I'll go find somebody else that, that, that is, is willing to at least listen to what I'm going through. But she doesn't do that. Man, there is something about consistent, persistent faith that moves mountains. That it's not just the faith that you're willing to, to see if it happens the first time, but God, I'm not moving until you move. I'm going to stay right here and continue to cry out, continue to pray, continue to serve. I'm going to continue to pursue you, whether you ignore me or not. And so he, he doesn't give her a response, but then she does get another response from the disciples. It says, uh, Jesus did not answer a word, so his disciples came to him and urged him, Felicia is not going to leave. Would you, <laughs> some people, millennials, you know, crazy people, send her away, for she is bothering us. The disciples are talking to Jesus about this woman who's standing right there. Have you ever had to deal with the offense of being gossiped about? Of other people talking behind your back about your crisis, about your craziness, and it ends up getting back to you? How does that make you feel? Not good. This woman is standing right there, and she's got the disciples, God's people. The disciples are the followers of Jesus. The disciples here represent in a lot of ways, the church, oh my God, you ever been gossiped about, don't raise your hand, in church by God's people, people that are supposed to be followers of Christ, and they, they're, they're the worst ones, and the disciples, this is hysterical, because all the disciples are is just a bunch of outcasts anyhow, they're a bunch of sinners saved by grace, uh, Jesus found Peter, he was a failed fisherman, and Jesus called him in spite of his failures, and now, just because they're following Jesus, they forget where they came from, I want to tell you something, don't ever forget where you came from, if you ever get too big for your britches, or think you're better than anybody else, because you've been in church for 15 years, uh, because you got the Lord prayer memorized and somebody else doesn't. We are all cut from the same cloth of sin. We are all sinners saved by grace and we can never look down on anybody else. We can never judge anybody else because we are from the same place they are. And for some reason, the disciples forgot this. They thought that, that they, were, they were big stuff. And they tell Jesus, Jesus, send her away. 
she's standing right there. Man, most of us, you gossip about me, I'm out of here. Forget you. I'll go find someplace I'm appreciated, Jesus, than a gossip behind my back. And let me tell you, there are so many people, I don't know if they're in this church, maybe listening online, or maybe I came to the conclusion I'll never go to church again because of this. Because of this offense of being talked about. This offense of being gossiped about. And it's painful and it hurts, but this woman is dealing with it, not in front of other people, but in front of Jesus. And you would think Jesus would do something about it, but, but many times, man, the, the, the word is you need to be able to stay planted because many times your breakthrough is on the other side of your offense. And if you could stay planted, if you could stay where God has called you to be, I've, I've found many times that, that God will use the church to heal your church hurt. And she's at the feet of Jesus, and now she hears the disciples saying, send her away, send her away. And then this is, this is what... Jesus finally says to her, Jesus answers, finally Jesus is going to say something good. Jesus is going to see her great faith. And Jesus turns to her and says, honey, sweetie, I didn't come for you. I came for the people of Israel. You need to get to the back of the line, sweetie. Go, some, go somewhere else. I'm not here for you. Jesus said this? I mean, mild, kind, meek Jesus with his white robe and his beautifully manicured beard and his flowing hair in the wind, calming the storm, told this, that this desperate woman whose daughter is possessed, whose daughter is, is going through seizures and convulsions at home, and, and, and she's being tormented day and night, and this woman has had enough faith to overcome being ignored, to overcome being gossiped about, and now Jesus looks at her and, and says, I didn't come for you. Get to the back of the line. Ever deal with the offense? of being rejected. That's what this represents. When somebody else was chosen over you, when somebody else's problem was a priority to others and not yours, and you were pushed to the back, say, I, 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 you, you need to go somewhere else because there's a priority here. That's what Jesus is saying. My God, how many people carry the offense of rejection every day day of their life. They remember that parent rejecting them and putting a priority over another sister or another brother than them. They remember the people who put them aside. They remember those that were given a promotion over them. They remember those that, that, that the beautiful person was, was given priority over me and I'm just the, the ugly duckling or I'm just mediocre and other people have passed me over. And man, you could wear that robe so much in life. I, I, I have the offense of being rejected and, and then suddenly we allow that rejection to turn to bitterness and that bitterness to turn to anger. And then it, Every time we think we're being slighted, we lash out in anger because we still have this insecurity, this hurt, this offense of being rejected. Man, that, that coat we could wear for a long time. And we could look at other people with nastiness because we feel that we've been slighted. We feel that we've been rejected. But not this woman. This woman is amazing because this woman took off her glasses because this is what offense does. Uh, um, Sandy, you, you stand up. You seem like a sweet woman. Hey, Sandy, we're going to pretend that you said something very offensive to me. 
you, that, that after service, you came up to me and said, uh, I, we need to get more, a more professional pastor here at Shore Christian Church. And, and I, got, I got offended at that. And, and then you made a comment about my jeans, that they were, they were a little too tight, that you need to go buy some new jeans. And, and, and I didn't like this. And I, this is what happens. When somebody offends us, this is what it's like. It's like putting on, it's like putting on glasses. And now, I don't see Sandy anymore. I just see the offense that I've taken up with her. And every time I look at her, I can't even have a conversation with her because I don't see her anymore. I don't see the person that God created anymore. I don't see the beauty that, that God put inside of her anymore. All I ever see is what she did to me, what she said about me. And I can't even have a relationship with that person anymore. And I've said I've forgiven them. I don't know if you guys could take me seriously or not while I'm wearing these glasses, but I'm just going to go with it and take them off. Because a lot of times we say we forgave them, but yet still we look at that person. We look at that father. We look at that friend. We look at that relative. And we say that we've forgiven them. But we can't even sit down at a dinner table with them without seeing them through the lens of the offense that they did to us. And it is ruining our relationships. And it is holding us back from God's breakthrough in our life. But I love what Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18 says. Thank you so much, Sandy. Uh, it says, God, the cry of, of, of Paul says, Open the eyes of my heart, oh God, so that I could see your light as it floods in me. Man, we need to get the light back in our vision. We need to be, see people through the light of Christ, through the mercy of Christ, through the grace of God, because that's the way Jesus sees us. He doesn't see us through our sin. He doesn't see us through what we did to him, but he sees us through his son Jesus, and us as his children have the ability to see other people who have offended us and hurt us, not through the offense, but through the grace of God, that I could love you and forgive you and not look at you based off of what you did to me. I hope that was for somebody this morning. The offense of being rejected. This woman, she's been ignored, she's been gossiped about, and now she's been rejected by Jesus himself. Man, ever been offended by Jesus before? I remember there was this movie, I, I think it was an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, and uh, they asked him uh, in the movie, uh, do you believe in God? He said, he said, no, I don't believe in God anymore. And the man said, well, why not? Well, me and God had a disagreement when I was younger. What was the disagreement? I thought that my father should live, but God didn't think so. And ever since then, I've been offended at God. Man, how many people have been offended at God, offended at Jesus, because you thought things in your life should have turned out or panned out a certain way, and now you, you can't even look at him. But not this woman. This woman was rejected, and then the next verse says she got down on her knees and says, Jesus, I don't care if you reject me. I don't care if you ignore me. I'm going to continue to praise you. I'm going to continue to worship you. I'm going to continue to come after you. Even if things don't go my way anymore, I'm not going to give up my hope and my faith in you. And I believe that that is for somebody, that just because things don't go the way that you expected them to go in life, in your marriage, in your business, with your family and with your kids, and you had a disagreement with God, you need to say, God, nevertheless, you're still my God. God. Nevertheless, I have nowhere else to go but at your feet. You are my savior. You are my sustainer. It is you and only you, Jesus. And that woman in that moment gets down on her knees, the Bible says. 
what it says. Verse 25, Lord, help me. And then he replied, I mean, this is it. This is when Jesus is going to give her a breakthrough, right? She's down on her knees. Jesus says, honey, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. O-M-G. Did he really just call this desperate woman in a prayer line on her knees? She's been ignored. She's been gossiped about. She's been rejected. And now she has to deal with the offense of being insulted. Wow. Have you ever had to deal with the offense of being insulted before? Where somebody said something to your face. They're not even talking behind your back anymore. And calls you something that you feel you're less than. I mean, imagine the insults that Wendell Scott was hearing on a regular basis. It wasn't gossip. It was to his face. And this woman, Jesus, honey, I, I, I'm not even, I, I, I don't even give crumbs. I only give the crumbs to the dogs, and that's, that's what you are. Man, if that's me, I am so done with this, this Jesus, I am so done with Christianity. I am so done with this. If this is what I have to put up with the rest of my life, a, a bunch of gossip, a bunch of being ignored, rejection, insults, then I am so done. But this woman got a revelation that, you know what? A dog can be able to have a place even in the master's house. And you know what? If, even if you call me a dog, Jesus, then you know what? I still have a seat at the table. I still could get a little bit of crumb from your table. And I believe that you said that just a little mustard seed of faith can move a mountain. So if I could just get a crumb from you, Jesus, that crumb is enough for my breakthrough. That crumb is enough for me to see my daughter healed. And in that moment, this woman with fierce faith to overcome an offense was able to look Jesus in the eyes and say to Jesus that even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Jesus looked at her who let the dogs out, honey? That's what I'm talking about. And at that moment, listen to this. Oh, this is powerful. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have fierce, great faith. And your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. At what moment? The moment she let it go. I wonder how many people are praying, are waiting for a breakthrough. And Jesus is waiting for you to let it go. Let what go? The offense of being ignored. The offense of being gossiped about. The offense of being rejected. The offense of being insulted. And the moment that you can let it go is the moment that Jesus has a breakthrough, has a miracle for you. There is a lesson in this. I believe, just, just me, you can believe whatever you want, but I believe that everything in the Bible is on purpose and meant for our benefit to preach a sermon to us 2,000 years later. And I believe part of the reason Jesus allowed this woman to go through this process of being offended by him and by his people was to be able to teach us a lesson in 2020 that you will be 
be offended, but it's not about what people do to you. It's about how you respond to it. And if you could keep the faith in spite of the letdowns, in spite of being ignored, in spite of being rejected, that there is a miracle waiting for you on the other side of your offense. Let it go. And I don't think I have ever preached a sermon as powerfully to myself that I am preaching this morning. Because as I said in the beginning, I could be so offended so easily by so many little things. But God has so many big things for me. So many amazing plans for me. But I can't experience them while I am still getting offended at things so small. Let it go, sir, ma'am. Whatever it is that you are holding, whatever offense it is, today is the day. In the words of Snoop Dogg, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. Because it is hot and it'll hurt you. Let it go. Amen. Amen. If you're able to, just stand to your feet right now. No one moving. And just take a minute. Let's just bow our heads right now. Father, we thank you so much for this word that you spoke, Lord God. This is a word for all of us, Lord. God, we are believing for big things this year, Lord God. God, me personally, I'm believing for big things in my life in this church. And as, as Diamond said, it's been not the start to the 2020 I expected. And in many ways, I could get offended at what I've had to go through. Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for the fierce faith that this woman had to show me and to show all of us that it is not about what is done to us. It is about our response to it. And my response is to keep worshiping. My response is to keep pursuing. My response is to keep going after you, God. Even when I feel like I'm being ignored and you're not even listening and I'm just praying to myself. God, I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep going in my closet. I'm going to keep going in my car and putting on my worship music and crying out to you, God. Even when I feel like I'm being ignored. But I got a feeling that you, in your perfect timing, are going to see my faith and you are going to open up the windows that you are going to give me that miracle and breakthrough that I have been desiring for years now. And I'm not going to allow my offense to push me away from you. I pray that this morning you will take the glasses off. So many people under the sound of my voice, you know that this sermon was for you. And you could justify so much what was done to you. Because it was wrong. It was gossip. It was rejection. It was racism, and it wasn't right. But on the other side of that offense 
is your breakthrough. But you're never going to get there unless you let it go. And letting it go does not minimize what was done to you. It does not let the other person off the hook. What it does is it releases you to be able to live free and unburdened and get over everything that was done to you. Father, I pray for our faith right now that you will ignite it as we continue to worship you.